0: how will you get fit this year? Dr. Jen Sacek is joining me on Amy's table today to discuss "Thinner This Year, the highly anticipated follow-up to her New York Times bestseller, Younger Next Year. And Dr. Sacek says that it's a lifestyle book, not a diet book, and that exercise becomes the flywheel and focal point of life, and dead foods must be put to rest forever. And I've got to ask you, Dr. saycheck what are you talking about, flywheel and dead foods? <laughs> to
1: make it complicated, great <laughs> questions. Um, First, um, dead foods. Let's talk about that. Um, It's not uncooked vegetables. I don't want anybody to get that wrong. But it is really, um, when we say dead, we're talking about foods that are so, so high in calories and offer very little nutrition, meaning they don't have nutrients. And I want to step in right now and say 50% of our calories that we take in in the United States is what we call dead food. These Uh. are highly processed Fast foods, foods covered with goop, breaded this, breaded that, refined flour, etc. So really high in calories, very low in nutrients. All those forty plus essential vitamins and minerals we need to make every cell in our body work and every little signal that they send every second work. So very very important that we need to get rid of that dead food,
0: especially when it's fifty percent of our calorie intake. That's scary to me. Now let me ask you, as someone who cooks, if I'm if I'm purchasing real food at the store and yep. cooking it at home. Yep. Am I taking is it less dead food just by the very nature of I mean anything that I'm not buying in a box, you know, if I cook chicken and potatoes and you know frozen vegetables, anything dead there?
1: You are you are dead on the money on that one. That was great. Um yeah, I think anything when you more you cook, the more you use whole foods buying More items that don't have a label, less packaging, you're doing yourself a huge favor because really when these processed packaged foods, you have, you know, sugar, added fats that are infused into those foods. 35% 35% of those 50% of those, you know, 35% of our calories, you know, is just from that added stuff into processed foods. And mm-hmm. if we can really shop around, you know, the perimeter of the store, buy our chicken, we grill it, put a little olive oil, add our seasonings, you know, chop up with some fruits and vegetables, steam them, you know, saute them, whatever, that is so much better than buying something that's been highly processed and packaged with that added those added nutrients that do no good for our bodies.
0: Well, and it's ironic, too, that those that you're going to spend less as well and it's going to taste better as well. So that's a really win win. I I get that. And that 50 percent dead food in our
1: diets is very scary. Well, what about the flywheel? What does that mean? Yeah, I think, you know, when, you know, you talk about the quote unquote diet books out there, they focus really on diet. And, you know, to a great extent, diet is something that we can really change. But when you think about diet, you, a lot of times it's, you know, people think restriction and, you know, they don't think about the positives of adding all those colorful fruits and vegetables. But you also have to look on not only the energy in, but the energy out, the energy expenditure, our physical activity. And I have to be honest, it's just like dead food, you know, physical activity has been engineered out of our lives just like dead food has been pumped into our lives yeah. and 5% of Americans really only get you know adequate physical activity 5% it's quite shocking and if you think about exercise and all of its benefits it really is unfortunately you know that term a magic bullet because it really enhances so many things in our body not only do you treat your body better with exercise you increase your metabolism you increase your ability to actually burn fuel. Um, you tap into your fat store sooner for fueling exercise. And, you know, when you exercise too and have a healthy body, you get rid of that, you know, dangerous depot of fat that's around your midsection that causes so much inflammation and disease. So it's really a huge benefit both for your metabolism, for how you feel, and the ability to carry out you know, an active and yeah. healthy daily life.
0: Yeah, your emotional wellness as well. Exercise helps. Well, brain, I'm excited yeah. because you put together some rules called Jen's Rules that we're going to share on com. But one of them is just a stark fact that I think is hard, and it's exercise for 45 to 60 minutes a day, six yeah. days a week. For the rest of your life. I think sometimes people think, you know, well, if I work out for a week, I am going to be great. And it's like forever, isn't it?
1: It's forever. And as uh, Chris Crowley, my co author, would say, and, you know, that, you know, exercise six days a week for the rest of your life. And that last day, you can, t- you know, the day you die, you can take off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. I think it has to be, you know, because it's been engineered out of our lives, we have to make it a part of our normal lives. It's yeah. a part of the normal day. So when we say 60 days a week, we mean it's like it's part of your every day. And yeah, here and there, there's days where we're you know traveling or the you know the world's out to get us and we can't move. But it has to be, become part of our routine because it's so hard to get it. We're not walking to work like we used to. We're not doing the chores like we used to. So we have to. Put it back into our day and make it a priority. And, you know, I think family and health and wellness, all these things have to be a a priority. And wellness, we know exercise plays a huge role in that.
0: Well, do you think that those 60 to uh, 45 to 60 minutes have to be all in one clump? Can it be broken
1: apart? Can it be? I definitely think it can be broken apart. I think, you know, even for an individual to say, Hey, you know what? If I'm going out for, you know, a 10 minute, you know, intense walk, um, you know, they get out the door, they're doing the 10 minutes, they might do a little bit more, you know, and if they can just... Otherwise, if you tell someone you have to do 60 minutes right now, they might not have the 60 minutes. So if they know they can break it up, that's great. And the likelihood of once they start an activity, especially if they put on their cute little spandex shorts, (laughs) you know, they're going to want to just get it done. And, you know, they're already doing it and they, hey, this feels pretty good. I can go for a little bit longer. I can be a little bit late for what I might be going to. That might not be as important. So I think that just getting people out the door is the first step. And then, you know, tacking on the time is important. Well,
0: you know, you, you talk about it being the flywheel. I get that now. It is the center of all of this. And it's funny. I, I recently watched a documentary called Happy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But, I have not seen it. Oh, it's really moving and worth watching. You'd be amazed at the people who are happy. But one of the things that they show is that it's the populations that are physically active all the time. And it's not are kind of, you know, going to the gym and hopping on the elliptical. It's that just their lifestyles are active, they're happiest. And the other thing, when you talked about it being sort of bred out of our lives or, or you know, organized out of our lives, it's the places we, we don't shovel snow, we blow it. We don't lift our garage door, we push the remote. And it's the parts of the world where people are still doing that physical activity that have the happiest populations as well. So it's not just our midsection, is it?
1: No, and I think it's a huge sense of empowerment knowing that you can do all these things. You know, you know, the fact of the matter that people can go shovel their snow if they want to, even if they have a snowblower, is great. And, you know, the fact, too, that, you know, starting at the age of 30, we're not just talking about, you know, being 90 and not being able to move, but at the age of 30, we're losing 5 to 10% of our muscle mass per decade. Oh, my percent. And, you know, that really adds up quickly over time in terms of what we can do. And if we can't move about in our society you know, it's really unfortunate. And I think that we have to start at a very young age appreciating our bodies and doing what we can to maintain it. We've got it for life and we're going to live a long time.
0: And, and so somebody in their 40s who catches on after maybe not having done anything for a decade, can they rebuild? Can they stop it in its they, tracks?
1: Yes, you can do. A, we've done huge, lots of studies looking at even older populations that actually reverse what we call that age-related loss of muscle mass. The term is called sarcopenia. But yes, you can go back and build up that muscle Mass. You can get rid of the nasty midsection, you know, the you know, excess adipose tissue around your vital organs. You can do all that. And it's never too late. You can't be like, you can't be, oh, I, I'm done. I'm hosed. I'm 50. And I, <laughs> I, I, I can't move. That, that is not the right attitude. It oh. completely reverses up to 80 and
0: 90. Oh, that's awesome. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Jen Saycheck. She's the co author of Thinner This Year, the follow up book to Younger Next Year. And one of the things that we hear talked about all the time is inflammation. And yep. you address that in your book. And is inflammation the root of all evil?
1: You know, I think it's a, it's, a, it's close. Yeah? <laughs> so we've been, you know, in the labs now over the past 10 years. What we've noticed is fat tissue um, is really um, not just an inert substance, but something that is very active. And they send out these signals, these inflammatory signals. And I know that inflammation word has been tossed around a lot. And it's sort of like, well, what is inflammation? I don't sense it or feel it. Sure, you know what inflammation is if you, you know, bang your thumb with a hammer, it turns red and it's huge. <laughs> That's inflammation, but the silent inflammation that breeds disease, you know, this is something that starts at a very young age in unhealthy individuals. We're looking in children in some of our studies that have inflammation, and, um, you know, I, they're starting to get type 2 diabetes at a young age, and it's, it's unfortunate, but it really is, you know, all the diseases that kill us in this country, especially heart disease and type 2 diabetes, really go back to inflammation, and most of that's tightly associated with having a lot of the fat tissue around our midsections. We're not talking about butt fat or tricep fat. We're talking around our midsections, around our vital organs where it's close to, you know, the, the fat cells can send those signals to those organs that cause decay so that, you know, our our cells aren't able to produce insulin that helps maintain our blood sugar levels, and we get diabetes, and, and we end up having all these terrible amputations and Mm. cataracts and blindness from it. And the same thing with heart disease. So it does breed all this disease. And, you know, the great thing about a healthy diet is, you you know, there's in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and whatnot, you have a lot of nutrients that are anti-inflammatory, the antioxidants. And the same thing with exercise, same thing, it's anti-inflammatory. It really helps inhibit those negative signals that fat tissue can send out. Wow. And so it, it
0: comes back to, as you said in the beginning, the exercise is the flywheel. It's forever the rest of your life. And you've got to get rid of those dead foods. And you, you have a a section in the book that is this really great kind of grid that tells you what areas to eat from and what they provide and do for your body, which I think is really good. And there's a two week diet as well. And I just, I guess if you could send us off today with one thing, one action step we could make in our lives today that would make a big impact, what would it be?
1: You know, i got to say, is start with a great um, physical activity exercise regimen that you're going to do today for the rest of your life. Something you love, pick it and move, and then fill your body with all the good food that you want to put into your Porsche, your Lamborghini, etc. <laughs> your body's a couple. And, you know, I think you'll do great in the long run.
0: Oh, well, that's great advice. And I'm going to put Jen's Rules on amystable.com. But again, the book is Thinner This Year by Chris Crowley and Jen Sacek. And, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Lots of good information. I'm motivated.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: You're listening to Amy's Table. It's
1: Amy's Table. A girl's guide to living. With Amy Tobin on Q102.